Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Shining Through. Do you know anyone who is the young adult that has failed to launch? You know, that transition where they become an adult, they live on their own, they have a job or they go to school, they move on to the next phase of life. There's a growing number of members of society that are failing to make that transition. The statistics say that it's actually one out of three as of the 2021 U.S. Census. That is a big portion of our society today that is struggling to make that transition forward. And I think one of the main reasons is that there is a misconception about what love is for. You see, I have a friend who is dear to me and one of the people that I admire most in this world. And she has an adult son that struggles with some mental health issues where she is transitioning in their home life and they needed their son to move out of the house. They gave him a whole year heads up and have been doing everything they can to support him to transition forward. Well, unfortunately, the year mark just hit and he is digging his heels in, telling him that they are so unkind and so unloving and that they just are abandoning him and kicking him out, even though they're doing their best to transition and help him move forward. While in the middle of this struggle, they reached out to a previous church leader that really had connected with their son. And they told him, I just don't know what to do. We don't want to damage the relationship, but this is really getting to a point where we feel very stuck. Can you help? Well, this church leader immediately came over and talked with my friend's son. And as they had this heart to heart, he asked him a very important question. He said to him, what do you believe that family is for? And my friend's son said, family is supposed to love you and support you and be there for you. And my parents are not doing that. They are kicking me out and started a mouth off about how his family wasn't being loving. And this church leader calmly responded to him and said, I don't agree with you that that's what family's for. The main role of family is to love you enough to teach you how to support yourself, not to just provide that support for you. It's really actually not the loving thing to do. Take a moment and think about how powerful that perspective really is. That to love someone, to be in a relationship that is healthy with someone, you don't just support them and just continue to give them love. You love them enough to help them find that internal support so that they can be strong even when you're not able to be there for them. That is real, true love. And we get stuck in these cycles that don't honor that true love. I know that I've experienced this struggle many times in my life. One of the times that was most potent to me was when I first got married. I grew up in a home where the relationships were very codependent and enmeshed. They were not very healthy, and it wasn't modeled to me what this real love looked like. So when I got married, I had the same thought as my friend's son, where my husband was there to love and support me. That was what his role is, and that was what a good husband did. And I looked to him to fulfill me with that love to be there for me, to reassure that I was lovable. And I would make dinner because I wanted to be a good wife. And I was waiting for him to comment about me doing a good job, which made me feel like I was enough. Or if he didn't come home when he said he was going to, or he didn't make extra time for me, 
I felt like I was unloved and that meant I was unlovable because I was relying on his love for me to prove that I was worthy of that love. One of the most tangible prayers I've ever prayed was when I brought it to God and said, God, I feel like my relationship is broken. I don't feel like he loves me and I don't know what to do about it. Is this ever going to work? I just don't know if I can do this relationship thing. Gratefully, God answered that prayer shortly after, helping me see that I needed to stop loving him so that he would love me and instead honor the most important commandment to love God and love others freely, no matter what they do, to offer it without expectation. And that as I did, it would naturally bring me closer to God and closer to my spouse along the way. And I know that it's not just me who experiences this because I've seen it in many of the clients that I coach. And I've seen it especially in the seven years when I was helping women whose husbands had an addiction. They would get in these cycles where their husband would act out in addiction. And then the wife would pull in and not give them love, pulling away physically and emotionally. And out of a frantic need to feel loved, they would go to something outside themselves, like pornography or alcohol, to help them find that false sense of belonging and then end up back in the cycle where their wife didn't feel safe and they'd pull away and then they'd go and find it somewhere else. Do you see the broken cycle? It's not the wife's fault or even the husband's fault. It's the dynamic between them that's creating the chaos, the lack of love, because both people are needing the other person to act a certain way for them to feel lovable, for them to be willing to give that love. These sticky situations, like my friend trying to encourage her son to launch, or me with my inadequacies when I was first married, trying to figure out how to have a relationship or these addictive cycles that people are trying to break. Whatever relationship comes to your mind where you just feel like the love has been draining and you're not quite sure how to revive it. It may be your own relationship with your spouse. Time and time again, that's who comes to me, is women who want to heal their relationships with their spouse, especially if they are moving forward with their own healing process, but they don't feel like their spouse is moving forward in his. I know how heartbreaking it is when you just desperately want to find that healing and loving space, but you're not sure how to do it. It can feel so hopeless, whether it's with your spouse, with your child, with a family member, or any other relationship. I first want to honor how hard that can feel. I also want to share the hope that I know in my soul to be true, that the answer here is God's most important commandment, to love God and love your neighbor. I know it sounds simpler than it really is, but here's the misconception that we have. Just like my friend's son, we think that love is an outcome, but God gave love as a commandment. We do not gain or lose God's love by what we do. He does not sit around waiting for us to be obedient before he will give us his love. Yes, there are some natural laws that make it harder for him to bless us, 
when we do not honor what he's asked us to do, but that's a natural consequence. It's not him withholding his love and not wanting to give it to us. He is constantly there trying to give us his love at any opportunity that we will receive it. And he has commanded us to do as he does. I believe that when the scriptures say to be perfect, that they are not saying to be a perfectionist. If you keep reading in the chapter with those scriptures about being perfect, they expand to talk about the perfect love of God. His invitation to become perfect is to perfectly receive his love and give it to others. That is the answer to heal any relationship, is to see love as a commandment, not as a conditional outcome. When we approach love this way, we do not need it from others. We receive it when others are giving it, but we don't demand it or pull it or expect it from others. We also expand our ability to give love to others because it's not just coming from us, it's going through us from the source of love. And as we get closer to God, the source of love, then we naturally magnetize others to us and to him along the way. One of the places that I have seen this transform my life is in my physical relationship with my husband. Now, I could talk for a very long time about what that journey has looked like over the years, especially because I came from a home where any conversations about sexuality had a very negative connotation. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of control, a lot of hush-hush about it that left me not having any frame of reference of what true intimacy was like. And then you pair that with all of the twisted messages in society, beliefs that men needed to have an outlet and that it was a carnal experience and that women just kind of put up with it. This was the view that I had of quote-unquote intimacy, which is 100% backwards. And it's taken me years to truly understand what an intimate relationship looks like, both emotionally and physically. There was a moment in my life that I will never forget where I finally started to truly understand what intimacy meant. I was struggling to try and process some of the things about my own physical experience as I was connecting with my husband. And in the middle of a conversation we were having about it, he stopped and said to me, Steph, I love you so deeply that I can't help but want to do everything possible to make you have the best experience that you can have. That's what's the most fulfilling for me. And in that moment, my whole world shifted. All of the lies that I had heard growing up and from society just melted away. He wasn't in a space of taking in any way. He was giving. But I was so afraid of him taking that I couldn't even receive his gift. I paused and thought of my own experience and wondered, do I have the same desire to do whatever I can to make him have the best experience and feel the most connected to me in a way that I am giving and not expecting? 
that surrender from both of us has created intimacy that is true and pure and lasting. True love doesn't take or expect. It gives in ways that are mutually giving and boundaried when they need to be. But most importantly, they are centered on a connection to God's love. Take a moment to check in with your relationships. Are you in a situation like my friend with her son, where real, true love would look like setting clear boundaries, helping the one you love create that support from within themselves? Or maybe you're in a relationship with someone where you've been expecting love to look a certain way, needing them to show up for you to feel lovable. It's time to let that go and shift into a more empowering, intimate, connected relationship where you give love freely and let them be where they're at. And if you're not feeling that connection and that love in return, you turn to God, that constant source of love, to fill that space. So you're not trying to take it from anyone. True love can never be taken. It can only be given and received. That is why God sent his son as a gift, not as a perfect example of what you have to be like checking all the boxes so that you can earn his love. No, they say that charity is the pure love of Christ. His love is pure and he is willing to sacrifice for you and do everything he can to help you feel that love. You simply need to receive it and let that love be the motivator that flows through you and helps you become the person that he knows you can be, not to earn his love or anyone else's, but because it gives you more access to feel that love and align with the being of love that you truly are. Whatever your struggle is, my friend, whatever relationship that you want to work on, start with your relationship with God and add the pure love of Christ. I promise that you will see the power of God's pure love transform you and transform every one of your relationships. He is ready, willing, and waiting. Are you ready and willing to receive it? Get on your knees tonight, my friend, and pray to him. I promise you that you will feel his love if you do. One of my favorite religious leaders once said that God doesn't always answer the prayers that we ask in the moment, but the prayer he will always answer is, are you there and do you love me? If you are willing to sit and listen long enough, you will always hear him say, yes. I promise you that too, my friends, and I know that his love is with you right now. Take it with you and have a blessed day. Healing is possible. If you feel stuck on your healing journey, you do not have to stay there. I've created an empowering quiz that helps you know exactly why you're stuck, what phase you're at in your healing journey, and gives you three simple things you can do right now to help you move forward. All you have to do is go to thelightcoach.com quiz and take this free five-minute quiz. 
I promise it will help you move forward and create that life of peace, hope, courage, and joy that you want to live. It simply starts by taking a quiz and seeing what's possible. I can't wait to see what you create next.